Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Solutions Brewing Podcast. Uh, as you may have heard on the uh, in the uh, beginning of the intro, there, uh, I am jo- I'm Stephen Sock, and I am joined today by Robert Kalachuk and Brendan Pipa. Hello, we're eating pizza. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of a late day. The pizza, it's very good pizza. It took a while to arrive, but uh, yeah, Rob's still finishing it off, uh, and uh, this, only a couple bites left. Only only a couple left. I still look at Brendan's half-eaten slice, and I'm like, ah, oh, Brendan. Well, similar to pickle beer, sometimes I take my time to get it. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, uh, so this is the week, almost a week and a half after our last beer fest. So Solutions Brewing, if you were uh, there and looking uh, looking at the show, was at not only the Calgary Beer Fest, but also the Edmonton Beer Fest. And we're talking today about basically how it went, what we thought went on, and how it kind of all came together. So uh, to start, I'm actually going to toss it over to Brendan, because Brendan doesn't have a mouthful of food, <laughs> and it's going on. Thanks, Steve. And uh, yeah, so you were there for setup on Friday of Calgary Beer Fest. Uh, well, give us, give us your thoughts and all that kind of stuff. Sure, yeah. So first of all, I mean... Beer Fest is where we were hoping to open and introduce our brand in 2020. And of course, we weren't able to do that for uh, a variety of reasons, of which I'm sure everybody in the world is now too too sick and tired of hearing about for me to repeat. <laughs> um, so we were very excited to actually get an opportunity to come out to these events and be able to present our beer to everybody and to, to do what we love to do, which is talk about beer and try to get people to try new and exciting beer. The Calgary Beer Fest uh, was on started on Friday. What was it, October fifteenth? If my yeah. dates are correct, um, and it was just a pile of fun to do the loaded. So we had a half hour window, um, and we we had a, a great idea for our booth. And we have just cans right now, so we didn't have the kegs or some of the other systems at some of the other breweries there, where they can bring in a keg that's carbonated but still kind of at room temperature, and then run it through a pack of ice to serve it and, and make it nice cold beer we have k we have cans cans need to be kept cold so this was a problem we don't have problems here we just have solutions we had a great solution we'll get a fridge we'll put a fridge in the booth and fridge fridge helps keep beer cold great idea um rob you found a fantastic fridge um I don't actually know where you got it. These are, I don't always ask questions about where things come from. It's a Kijiji special. <laughs> um, and your, your sister painted it. Yes. Um, and did a, a great design and all that sort of stuff. And this meant that we had to get a fridge from Rob's place where it had been painted and all that sort of stuff to Beer Fest at the BMO Center. We were going to use my truck to do it, which is all fine and good. And everything was going to go great. And, and then... Rob had a, a work emergency the night before and ended up staying up for 18, 19, 9, 20 hours or something by the time that I had met up with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I work as a, I have my day job here is as a programmer. And um, <clears throat> we had a third party vendor who uh, wasn't happy with us because we were switching to another one. And they decided to shut down the server without telling anybody. Mm, isn't that great? Yes. So uh, that happened Thursday, like afternoon. So we're like, uh oh. <laughs> so, and I had the Friday off because I was supposed to spend the day helping with uh, unpack everything and, and help set things up. 
And then, yeah, no, I ended up working that, working then until about, oh, two in the morning on Thursday. Well, I guess that would have been Friday morning. Yeah. And then woke up at <laughs> six o'clock, got back at it on Friday morning and was working till about four in the morning Saturday. So, you know, I did did a lot of a little stress, bit stressful little. hours. So I wasn't able to participate on the first day as much as yeah, I'd like. Kind of battlefield surgery there, trying to get everything working again. Yeah. But the awkward part of it is that he still had the fridge. Yeah. So <laughs> I still had to go to I still had to go to your place. I came there, showed up with the truck. We had to load the fridge, which he helped with, which I'm eternally grateful for. Get the fridge loaded. Take took a little bit longer because we had to get a few things figured out with straps and coverage and all that sort of stuff and you you built a little stand inside so that the beer could sit flat which was great um, but this meant that we left your place probably about 15 16 minutes later than i had initially planned and we had what we thought was a half hour window to get there to load in the park yes and i also had to make some last minute adjustments to the fridge because i had uh, built a little platform to keep everything flat so that we had a flat surface because the shelving is all taken ripped out of this fridge and I thought it all fit. I remembered using it before, but I must have had it in another fridge because it didn't fit. <laughs> so now I'm doing quick measurements and cutting cutting a bunch of wood so I could build another platform to put in there too at the same time, which is pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, luckily Steve uh, Steve was able to get off work. Yeah. He was able to, to take my spot there, take my place for that day because, yeah, that was... Like, it even though, awesome. like, I was super late, I get there. I get there before the boys. And it was funny because I just walked in. Like, I didn't, like, do my check-in with security or anything like that. I just, like, looked I, like I belong there. So I just, like, beelined, found where we were supposed to set up. And I'm like, I don't see hair of the boys or anything. <laughs> so credit to uh, the people running the, the load-in uh, at Beer Fest for just setting things up to let to make their, make sure things happen that needed to happen yeah. so steve, steve gets there first drives his car into the load-in area and gets in there we show i show up with the the fridge in the back of my truck and oh somebody from your company is already here i was like oh what <laughs> i got where all oh, i need to load in and they're like well just whatever go you have you guys got to go do what you gotta do so i get out there and we're supposed to go to this one dock which is i, I can't remember the number 18c or something like yeah that. like something big so i drive up and then there's this other um this other woman that's marshalling traffic there and she okay where do you need to go it's like oh i've been told 18c or whatever and she's like well nope that's not you because that's for 50 foot trailers <laughs> i was like oh okay well i was like just I just need to drop the fridge. Okay, go park right here, like whatever, and all that. So they were very, very helpful. Help move things along, keep things going. Got the fridge unloaded. We were able to steal, uh, to borrow a dolly. Yeah. Uh, from whoever, which was great because <laughs> our dolly, the the tires were not working. Um, mm-hmm. So for loading the beer and stuff out of Steve's carrying it in. So we got we got the loading done, and then everything went great. That was fantastic. And then Rob went to go sleep and work in different degrees. I didn't really get to sleep very much, but yeah, no, I, got, I got like four hours that first night. And the other night I only got like two or three. Yeah. And then I showed up for all of Beer Fest on Saturday. So I was running on another three or like I said, two or three hours of sleep there. So oh, and something that was, was uh, funny because after that, like Rob was in, but then Brendan was leaving on a, a pre-planned vacation. So you know, he basically like is there for the first night. And he's like, "Yeah, this is great and awesome. Bye." And just 
off he goes. Yeah. <laughs> Though, we, actually, you didn't leave until the next day because there was uh, a bit of car mechanical trouble. So you we did a, a Passover on that Saturday. But Well, yeah, a couple things had to happen. We had... It was a weekend of minor, very minor calamities that just caused a little <laughs> bit of frustration. Uh, my wife's car had to get some work done because, well, we initially brought it in to get the tires done and then needed some more intense work, which delayed it by another day. So we couldn't leave as planned on Saturday morning. Then we had to leave Saturday afternoon. Um, but that ended up working all right because it, with uh, Rob having to go home and do work and get very little sleep, it meant he couldn't take my truck, which you guys needed to go to Edmonton the next week. So we were able to <laughs> kind of, it, it was a whole big thing. But Beer Fest itself, like Calgary Beer Fest, I, I wasn't really sure what to expect from the crowd and from um, the event in itself because it's, it's been a very strange year. Yeah. Um, and this is a major event. It's indoor. The whole point of it is to pour and consume drinks that are handed to you by people that you don't necessarily know. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. The crowd was fantastic. Everybody was just really into it. Um, we were trying to entice people um, somewhat assertively uh, to come and try our product. And everybody was into it. People were like, hey, you, do you want a beer? I was like, I guess that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah. like, I made the joke on the weekend, but there's this old Simpsons clip, um, like, early Simpsons, so the good the good years, and it's when Bart's in the boy band, and they're singing on, like, Navy boats and all that kind of stuff, and Lisa figures out that, you know, spoilers, that it's the Navy <laughs> that... It's a 25-year-old. Yeah, 25, <laughs> almost 30-year-old. Yeah. Um, that it's actually, they're using subliminal messaging to basically tell people to join the Navy. It's a recruitment drive. And so she confronts the, like, uh, the band manager or whatever about this and he's like yeah no it's one of our three-prong approach and he goes it's uh su- subliminal liminal and superliminal and he and lisa goes like well what's superliminal and so he just opens up the window a uh, window and outside is lenny and carl and he goes hey you join the navy and lenny's like all right <laughs> and so with that because like i remember walking around and some of the booths were quite passive like they were you know, bright and attentive sort of thing, but they were waiting for people to come to them. We did the much more assertive thing, which is we made eye contact with someone. And if you make eye contact with us or with the fridge, we're like, no, 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 no. You're coming over here. You're at minimum talking to us or you're getting a beer. And I like, I don't joke about this. I think half our friggin' sales came from that. Like literally catching one person in a group of like five and then all five coming over or just like people just randomly going by that otherwise, you know, they, they're focused, they're going somewhere or something like that. But you get their attention. You say, hey, you come here for a beer. And sure enough, they come over. Um, like I think that was literally half our sales of just telling people. Oh, and it was, it was fun because I like, oh, I haven't never heard of you guys. Well, now we can tell you our story and now we can go through kind of what we've got to offer. What do you like? What do you drink? Mm-hmm. This is what we've got. Um I'd say about 10% of the people walked away when they found out we didn't have an IPA, which was a little annoying. Um, but yeah. There was a much smaller percentage for yeah, sours, is, too. They're is. like, I want yeah. to try your sour. I'm like, sorry, we don't have one. They're like, oh, okay. But like, yeah, you're right. About 10% of people are like, what's your IPA? And we're like, sorry, we don't have an IPA. We're malt focused. And they're like, okay. And just off they went. Well, I mean, like the sour people were like, okay, yeah, whatever. Fine. I found the IPA people a little bit more angry about it. Yeah. <laughs> like kind of like an angry disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we do have an IPA. It's just, we haven't made it yet in cans. 
It like was, that's a, I always find IPA is a funny style now because it's like everything is an IPA. Yeah, you, you throw enough hops in it. You can really just call anything just like, oh, anything over whatever IBUs is considered an IB, uh, an IPA and it doesn't like, it could taste like juice. Be like, that's not an IPA. <laughs> well, and if, and if it's, you know, if it, it isn't hoppy enough, <laughs> you you, all you do is you call it in, like instead of an, uh, you know, an India pale ale, and now it's an India session ale. And then you're like, oh, yeah, it's a session ale instead. No, no, but the whole thing is that session ales are supposed to be hoppy. They're just not supposed to have the high alcohol. Like, it's 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 not meant... The session oh. is not to refer to an error in hop management. It's supposed to refer to an error in malt management. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> um, but it was like, yeah, like just some people were like, yeah, I don't have an IPA. I don't care. And we're like, oh, okay. Like, we have three great beers. We there's probably one of them you'd like, but oh, okay, okay. He's walking away. He's going off. We to... Probably could have called the Blondale an IPA, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, this is smooth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good pale ale. Just, just lie to them. Yeah. <laughs> or even the stout. We, got a, we have a black IPA. It's, it's got a... <laughs> just a stout on the can. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so, so on that note, with the stout. Um, we the, there were a lot of people there who would approach and be like, okay, well, I don't really like stouts or, or whatever, and we would somehow cajole them into trying our stout, mm-hmm. and we ended up, I think, hopefully, we made a few fans that way. Um, there were a couple people who didn't like stouts and still don't like stouts, and that's fine. And there were a few people who really like stouts, who I think are more like the wine drinkers of the beer world. Like they had some very they they would stop and talk to us the most. They would give us the most feedback about their impressions of that particular beer <laughs> and i don't know i i just kind of think it's interesting the the different preferences kind of lead to a different approach to how they're they're going about tasting it and how they're they're going through it yeah like they're looking for like these various qualities and like the the dark humor stout has a lot of like you know darker more astringent malts and all that um a, a, one of the comments i really got from people was it was smoky which is something I don't get out of mm. it, like when I taste it. But they were here, like, "Oh yeah, I get a hint of smoke in this," and it's like uh, maybe a leftover from the malting process. Yeah, or I've something? heard that one too. It's got to be from the roasted malt because there's no way that I mean that their roasted malt is like heavily roasted. So we're talking like I don't know how many people know what lava blonde is, but I mean, we were talking like four hundred. Yeah, like four hundred, four fifty, or something like that, right? So it's really high, and um, I've even had some. A couple of people said it tasted like ash, so some people can taste that. So some people don't like it because it'll taste like a, like a fireplace to them, right? Hmm. Huh. But I don't get that. Like, and you either obviously you guys don't pick that up no, either. No. But yeah, hmm. interesting. Yeah. So like you know in the show though like it was it was very interesting because like you, you you again you rope someone in sort of thing and the you know it's funny depending on who was manning the booth that day. Uh, they they always ask the question, "What's your best beer?" And, uh, <laughs> and that's the thing. Depending on which of the three of us you're talking to, oh, it's the missing piece. No, it's the kiss sale. No, it's the dark humor. Um, or if you're me and you overhear it, you just yell over them to oh, say yeah. yours. <laughs> yeah. but, like how many times I would walk over to like Kalachuk serving someone, and it's like, no, it's not this. It's the kiss. Like, yeah. don't listen to him. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's a good brewer, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, and it, it was a few people found that like really refreshing because it's. Again, you're trying to sell a product and all that, and you're like, oh, yeah, like if you're kind of a fan of this, you can do this and all that kind of stuff. But I think people were kind of refreshed with how direct we were. It's like, no, like if you want a good beer, like this is my recipe, this is my beer, I think it's great, I would drink it forever. 
you should have it too sort of thing. Well, I mean, they also found it funny when, <clears throat> when they find out that, you know, our argument over this is because we have three beers and each one is our own recipe, yeah. so, which is why we always have the, de- the deferring argument. But yeah. Speaking of which, though, proofs in the sales, boys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we so out of, out of the two days we were you know we, we did pretty good oh at least we think we did pretty good sales. Um yeah, there was was it eight and a half cases of missing piece consumed and it was roughly eight of uh kiss and dark humor. So Brandon won rat bastard. <laughs> he wasn't even there, it doesn't count. That just means the beer speaks for itself. Oh I was gonna try and go by ratings, but Missing, <laughs> missing piece beats the stout by like 0.02 or something. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's an untapped if anyone's yeah. uh, wondering to know. I'm just happy that the uh, the one person who had a bad day and then had my beer and really didn't like it, I, I'm just glad that review has been buried, like super buried. <laughs> Which I think I ranted on one of the last podcasts. Oh, uh, yeah, you did. The, yeah, I did. We, we don't need to revisit that. Everybody has their own opinions about beer and and sometimes they're dis- really really wrong well and your disposition on the day changes as well but everybody at beer fest was really happy which was yeah great um it, actually it was really good it, energy there yeah, yeah. absolutely it, it was an awesome energy Everyone everybody was in was a good mood happy um, to be there yeah i didn't hear of anything any bad stuff happening oh you know, ah i was gonna say the other thing that was very interesting is that again like pr- prior beer fest we were on the other side of the table and now we're on you know the, the serving side sort of thing. Um, it was very nice for the brewers because like, uh, same as us, like we did more in the Edmonton show, not in the Calgary show. But when uh, brewers from other breweries would come over and be like, oh, I haven't heard you guys. Like, would you mind if I try one of your beers? And we're like, oh yeah, sure. Like, let's uh, let I'll, you know give them a sample sort of thing. And uh, we got like some good feedback from some of the brewers and like one of the uh, uh, he was the beer judges. They weren't doing beer judging that year, but he was one of the beer judges who stopped by because he, again, he had never heard of us. And mm-hmm. he had some very kind words on all our beers, but especially the kiss ale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was kind of nice because the brewers came around. I was like, Oh yeah, you guys have a good product. And it's like, Oh, that's kind of nice coming from a guy who's been brewing for a, you know, a couple of years, maybe 10 years or something like that. It was kind of varied, but uh, there's a, there's a nice, like some, some of the uh, boots and all that didn't, you know, they were just, you know, kind of there. They would show people who were, you know, hired for the show or something like that. And, you know, part of sales or marketing sort of thing. But some of the other breweries, it was like their own staff and, you know, the own people who do the production and everything. And it was kind of nice for them to come over and, you know, chat, chat with us for a little bit. And we chatted with them. We would go to their booth sort of thing. It was it was really nice to have a little bit of community. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of breweries in Calgary and in Alberta now that are cropping up and, it's still a very supportive community. Like it's actually kind of interesting when you, you think about it. these people are technically our competitors, um, but nobody sees it that way. It's all, you're making something cool. How can we help you? We've gotten a lot of advice from a lot of other breweries in terms of our own startup and the different paths we can take and, and how to make sure that we're not getting too far into our, over our heads or doing anything like that. So yeah, shout out to, Calgary breweries in general. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are all awesome. <laughs> We've been Alberta breweries. Like we were, our booth was right beside Grain Bin. So in the were, Edmonton uh, show. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, do we have anything more to say about the Calgary show? Uh, I wasn't there for loadout. I assume that went smoothly. Oh no. Loadout was awful. <laughs> it was literally chaos. 
So, um, well, yeah, because it was not like at least uh, loading in, you had like your thirty minute window. Yeah, loadout, is, loadout a is, is like a free for all on loadout. So, so the the only rule stand was basically stand in a line to get your slip to say yeah it's okay for you to leave and then that was about it. But then you had to get the slip from someone else originally. It's like you'd have to go get someone on the event staff to be like, hey yeah we're basically good to go. Can we get our slip? And they're like okay we'll schedule it and get your loadout. Um, it was taking so long and they were actually ran out of slips. There was just a line at that point and. Like, well, that and by the time we got it, they didn't even care anymore. Yeah, they, well, yeah, <laughs> they didn't like, even just care. They're like just get in the line and just go for it. And, and yeah, and the thing was, it was taking so long that some people were just taking the dollies and just like walking out the parking lot to the parking space uh, or like out of the loadout area to the parking spot area. Oh, of course. And yeah, yeah. Like, it, so it, it wasn't that far, but like those dollies were not meant to go all terrain and some of those like some weird cobble stone bits yeah, yeah, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So stuff was getting just stuck and tipped over and all this kind of stuff. It was just oh, a my God. nightmare. I think, I think we spent more time helping people move stuff. Oh, no. Like getting our own stuff out of there. Oh, yeah, no, God. there was, uh, there was one, I, I can't remember which outfit it was, but yeah, they had a dolly and it tipped. Uh, so... It was it was no beer or anything like that. It was equipment, but we saw it happen, sort of thing. We were just like, you know, 10, 15 steps behind. So we basically came and just like picked up everything else that was there and carried it to the vehicle, which was another like 30, 40 steps away, sort of thing. Uh, and then they're like, oh, it's just thank you so much and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm like we're happy to help, sort of thing. But it was just, just chaos. And eventually, like we we basically hand bombed our own fridge out of there we just like dragged it the entire way and then carried it across the parking lot loaded it up strapped it down and we're like getting the hell out of here sort of thing (laughs) yeah no it was uh uh yeah loadout could have been better let's put it that way oh well oh well it is what it is but yeah well now i feel bad for missing it guys yeah well i mean (laughs) And the construction in the area didn't help either, so like everything was closed. Oh yeah, it always out of there. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was just a mess. Well, I was going to say before we go to the uh, well, we'll go to the Edmonton one. Uh, we should comment on uh, the beer we we're drinking right now. Yeah, and you guys are lucky because obviously I was too generous on your pours. I got literally a mouthful left out of the bottle. <laughs> so, but, yeah. I, I assume you're going to open one of the other bottles in front of you here. Oh, these other two will get open for sure. Yeah. So um, uh, one of our uh, people we ran into at the uh, Hogarth Day. Yeah, Joel. Uh, yep, yeah, Joel. And he's uh, he gave us a really, I think it was an excellent IPA that day. Was it hazy IPA? No, it was a dark IPA. It was a dark IPA. Yeah. Um, we got three other bottles from him, so thank you very much, Joel. And currently, we just opened Chasing Paper, a three point seven percent darkish beer, amberish, brownish. Uh, oh, you know what? He actually, I don't know why I'm retarded. It's kind, with of, this. It's kind of like reddish. I never remember. I'm, I'm holding it up to the light, and I'm, I'm getting some very nice color. And it, it's it. definitely an amber, Steve. Okay, that's good. I never remember the names of stuff he told me. I'm going to quickly read my messages. You know, we should just study the SRM scales so that we can be like, just call out numbers for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we should do is we actually do the uh, BCJB or whatever, the beer uh, judging uh, English, certification or whatever. English Dark Mild. Ooh, it's an English Dark Mild. Yeah. Sorry, I remembered it was a dark mild, though I didn't remember that it was an English dark mild. It's very smooth. It's got a nice multi-tone uh, undertone to it. 
Like, this is, especially at 3.7, you could just drink this all day sort of thing. Oh, yeah. I wish I had more than just the one mouthful. (laughs) Generosity (laughs) has bit you in the ass. (laughs) No, it's very good. That's okay. I'll give uh, probably Brendan smaller doses of the next ones because they're his favorite style. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Joel. Um, So with that, let's go switch to the Edmonton uh edmonton that's right in the spirit of beer fest we were also sampling other beers so there you know yeah yeah (laughs) um so with this one so we had brendan's truck but no brendan because brendan was still on his vacation uh so it was me and kalachuk uh and (laughs) because i was running late that morning i arrived to kalachuk's house in uh in airdrie and already see the fridge on the back of the truck and so Kalachuk apparently just hulked it onto the truck by himself. Yeah. Did, did yeah. you do that, Rob? I did, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I get there, and it's already, like, half-strapped down sort of thing. But we're going up to Edmonton, and there is a chance of weather. So Kalachuk has, you know, the good idea that we're going to wrap this thing in plastic to protect, you know, his sister's very, you know, time-intensive and very great painting. Um, so it's wrapped, it's got cardboard on the various, you know, points to make sure it's not rubbing or anything like that. We load up everything and off we go. And we get down the boulevard and just about to turn on to the QE2 when we have to stop and check the plastic because it's already starting to flap. We're like, okay, whatever. We go, we do, we do some patching with some tape and we're like, okay, it should last. And duct tape solves everything, by the way. Duct tape does solve everything. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, three hours later, when we arrive at Edmonton, uh, there is nothing but like tattered remnants of this plastic left. Because basically, we wrapped it the wrong way. And like we we, we learned our lesson. We did it on the way back. It was way better. But on the way there, um, basically, the wind caught it. And we basically had a reverb. Uh, for the three hours up to Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like a swarm of bees following us the yeah. whole way. <laughs> they won't stop um, following us. <laughs> we yeah. gave back the honey. <laughs> and, yeah, the plastic basically didn't cover anything. So good thing it didn't rain or snow on the drives. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was actually good weather. When we got to the load-in at Edmonton, literally the only thing keeping, like, the, the flap on the one side left was the tape we put on. The plastic had been pulled all the way back at that point. And, it was just and like, the straps. Yeah, and the straps. Yeah, the straps yeah. would have kept on their portions. But yeah, it was definitely like, yeah, tattered remnants, like rags on that sort of thing. That's um, pretty funny, but yeah. But uh, yeah, Rob, like, uh, how about you give us a, a little brief description of uh, loading in <laughs> loading in at Edmonton versus loading in in Calgary? Oh, man, it was super easy in Edmonton. One, you didn't need to book it. You just showed up and did it. And they actually had way more space for doing it. Mm-hmm. So they you come in, and they're like, okay grab your little parking ticket, go in, they make sure you were registered with the actual festival before they let you into the into the other loading parking lot. And you get in there, you just load in, good to go. Unload. And you can then go find a place to park after. And that, yeah, it was super simple. It was way, way easier. But they also had more space there, so I could see why they um, do bookings in Calgary. Yeah, they had a, it was a, a lot more bays. Like it was, like the Expo, Expo Center up in Edmonton is more spread out i think it's a it's a, i think a bigger venue overall so the loading bays are like spread out way way farther all over the place so i think that's what made it better because it's especially the calgary one 
there was a like tattoo show or something that was going on. Yeah, there were the two exhibits time. happening at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I am going to jump back to the Calgary show just because that comment about the the tattoo show mm-hmm. reminded me. Right before the Friday session opened, I had to run over to. I had to run across the street to get chalk, and Calgary BMO Center is undergoing a bunch of renovations, and they're doing the entertainment district, and there's a lot of construction there. So I had to go a block and a half south, cross the street, block and a half north, get the thing, block and a half south, over and back, and all that sort of stuff. Um, could not get back into the BMO Center to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> so the BMO Center has like a million doors. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and they're all kind of numbered entrances. So the closest entrance to the actual beer fest was entrance B. Um, and so I had started at the train station, which is near like entrance E, mm-hmm. um, which had the tattoo show. So I walked past that and said, okay, well, that's the tattoo entrance. Well, I had the main doors are at like D. So I tried those, they're locked. Tried C, they're locked. Tried B, they're locked. Tried A, they're locked. And at this time, there's a bunch of other people that are trying to come and get into beer fest. And so it was a pack of us now trying to find these doors to get in. <laughs> and finally, it turns out we had to go and buy the tattoo show mm-hmm. and walk all the way around to whatever. But there was a guard there that was like, no, this is for the tattoo show. You <laughs> so can clearly big, see that you have no this, tattoos. This, well, it was this whole big kerfuffle. And I, and, and like, at, at that point, I already had the, the wristband identifying me as a vendor. And so I was just like, whatever, I need to be in this building. So I just walked in and of mm-hmm. course like you walk with purpose somewhere and you're probably going to get in there Yeah, and then walked around. And, and fortunately at that point they already had like uh, the building security and the management and stuff like that. Uh, and I caught one of them. I was like, Hey, is this main door supposed to be open? They're like, yeah, yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> I don't know what's involved in unlocking that door, but it's a little bit more complex apparently than just somebody <laughs> propping it open with a wedge. So <laughs> anyway, Another fun story yeah. about the start of the Calgary <laughs> Festival, which ended up going well, but had its hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> so the Edmonton one, um, like we get there and like, again, load in and all that kind of stuff is super like, r- r- we know what we want to do now. So it's a little easier to do, but we basically just bombed everything and we're good to go. And then like, you know, me and Kalachuk have a little time to kill. So we go to like a local just watering hole near the expo and grab, grab some food and some beer uh, and then head back to the show. And, uh, yeah, like the Edmonton show was smaller. So they like the rate of capacity for Calgary was 5,000 people per session. Uh, Edmonton was 4,000, but there was less vendors at the Edmonton show. Um, the, the first night traffic was a little slow. It was a little slow to start because the, uh, the expo was in two different halls. So the, everyone went into the first hall and it wasn't until like an hour, hour and a half later that everyone's like, wow, this is pretty small for a beer fest. Wait, what are those giant double bay doors over there for? We, we should go that way. Oh, there's like another half of the beer fest here. Good Lord. So, <laughs> so it was funny because we started and we're like, is it supposed to be like Calgary wasn't this slow to start? Like it's, we're just kind of hanging around and then all of a sudden just rush. <laughs> um, and then it was also funny because it wasn't the day that we were there on the Friday, but there was a uh, charity event happening across from us at the Edmonton one. Uh, it was a, a, a man, they were raising funds for multiple sclerosis or muscle, muscle dystrophy or something like that. Muscle uh, crap. Yeah. I'm trying to remember it was, it was an M something. It was an M uh, something, 
but uh, muscle dystrophy or something. Yeah. Okay. So, and what uh, they were going to do is that uh, they were going to basically this uh, firefighter had been training to basically survive in ice. And the next day on the Saturday, he was basically going to make an attempt at the world record. Um, apparently he had done it before, but it didn't count for some reason. And so he was going to attempt it again the next day. So we were on the, on the Friday, we were kind of in a not great position, even though we were kind of like by the bathrooms and all that kind of stuff. We're like, oh yeah, there's going to be traffic. Uh, but Saturday though, we got way more traffic, which was very interesting. Yeah. People came by to watch this. Basically, if you can think of that Houdini water box. Mm-hmm. Where like you know he's tied in the straitjacket and then in a thing has to escape out of that box. So basically, think of that box, and this guy is standing in there, and then they just dump ice all around him. And the only thing he's wearing is a swimsuit. Yeah, he's got trunks, and that's it. <laughs> oh, and hit and his glorious mustache. He did have a pretty epic mustache. Yes, it was like Lanny McDonald esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a little bit of a concern when he actually came out to start the attempt because he came out in his full firefighter garb with the insulated jackets and all that sort of stuff. And between the the three of us booths that were kind of watching this whole thing get like, set up for eight hours, like, yeah. <laughs> hey, hold on a second here. And then he gets there and he like says hi to everybody and all that sort of stuff. And then starts he went down to his trunks. We're like, okay, okay, well that man. For some reason, all the women in the, the booths, both our booth and the, the other booths, got distracted for about 20 minutes yeah, until he was covered weird. in ice, and I don't know why. But Well, and then, and then like, especially <laughs> the uh, the helper that we had for uh, for our day on Saturday, uh, my sister-in-law, Krista, uh, she was distracted by the guys on the ladders for some reason. It's like the, you know, the, the young, muscular firefighters handing him bags of ice as he basically, again, entombs himself in there. She was... Distracted for some reason. I don't know. It's... Actually, it was funny. Throughout that day, I've never seen four men change their shirts more often in the course of five hours. <laughs> but they got a lot of donations for muscular dystrophy. They so, did. you know, it's all for a good cause. They did. <laughs> but, yeah, it was uh, the Edmonton show. Again, it was slower to ramp up. Again, because we're in that second hall. But I think when they got started, we were busier. Like we, it, it came more in like waves, but when we were busy, we were like legit busy. And I think we lost a few people, uh, just cause they saw like, there's like five people in front of our booth and they're like, Oh, they're kind of busy. They'll go somewhere else sort of thing. Um, like going to our neighbor, uh, grain bin brewing from Grand Prairie, which were very nice people and very, uh, very kind to us. And, uh, also it, make very good beer. They make excellent beer. Dale and Lisa were awesome. Yeah. Their spruce tip beer is phenomenal. And it's hilarious because it changes every year because it changes with the uh, spruce tips that they harvest with their tiny little uh, child labor hands. (laughs) I don't know if we should be saying that online. (laughs) It's a family business. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, yeah, Grainvin, fantastic brewery. Yeah, great. Yeah, we couldn't ask for better neighbors. Yeah. uh, And, yeah, Edmonton also had a pretty good vibe, too. People people were pretty happy to get out. Oh, we also got to meet some of our reviewers, the beer reviews from Yag. Oh, yeah. He was there. Um, actually, I missed him. I think I was um, I was taking a break. I went to go sample some beers instead of give away beers. <laughs> <laughs> he came around while I wasn't there. But um, uh, you, Brendan, and Stephen, you guys saw him. Yep. 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 That's what William is. And then uh, also uh, it was, we saw Andrew and oh my, uh, Erica. From the Alberta Beer Guide, mm-hmm. where also came by our booth. Yeah, 
And yeah, it was neat talking to them too. And by the way, if uh, yeah, if Andrew listens to this, I don't know if he does, but uh, yeah, we need to set up another stout video. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing about the Edmonton Festival compared to the Calgary Festival, and I, I kind of so I missed the first day of the Edmonton one, but noticed it kind of halfway through the the second session, mm. which was on early Saturday. The Edmonton people were far less susceptible to our. Um, Super super liminal, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> super liminal advertising scheme. Yeah, no, there were so Calgary was very, and I I have no idea why this would be the case, but there were a lot of people that oh yeah sure I'll just grab a beer while I'm doing a walk, and then uh, in Edmonton it was a lot more of well we're going to do a lap and we'll be back, and most of the people came back. Yeah, they so legit whereas did, which was funny. in Calgary people were like I'll be back, you're like ah oh, they're never coming back. In Edmonton they're like I'll be back, and then they'd be back five minutes later like we're back and. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> have some beer. <laughs> so, again, like, great energy. Everybody there to have a good time, but mm. but different. Like, yeah. A, a weird difference, and I don't know why. Oh, another weird difference uh, that was funny. Uh, people in Calgary uh, would scan, a, like, the upper part of the booth first. So they'd see our fridge, and they see us first. And then they'd, like, look down on the table, and that's, like, we had our stickers and our cards and, mm-hmm. you know, where to buy us in, uh, in Calgary sort of thing. In Edmonton, though, they started at the table and then they looked up. Mm-hmm. So they, because we'd put out a couple cans, and uh, like I will build some like little stands for our cans in the future, so they're like, you know, raised up a little bit. But it was funny because people would come by and yeah, they would bend over and be looking at the cans like right close, and it's like, oh no, like we have a description in our fridge right here, like this is in large font. You don't have to yeah. pick up the can or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was it was just funny that difference is that. Uh, Calgary people looked up, then down, and then Edmonton people looked down, then up. We got a comedy routine coming together here very quick. Like yeah. maybe a few more years of these two festivals and Mason <laughs> Yeah, that's right, yeah. But yeah, and then um, like yeah, again, like we don't know what the final numbers for either show was, but I think like I think the Calgary one was slightly busier, but both shows were very like at least I think were very positive and successful for us we sold out we did sell yeah, out sold in out. edmonton it was really awesome i actually felt the missing a little bit piece again too, <laughs> missing piece first <laughs> i actually almost felt a little bad about it too because uh i was staying in mournville which is just a little bit north of edmonton with my cousins and i couldn't even give them samples <laughs> so i was like thanks for letting me stay here's nothing in return no, like, like, <laughs> Well, I'll have to send them something They get to enjoy the, there, the gift of my company. But, yeah, like the shows went good. And then it was funny, like the Lodo for Edmonton, um, we, had <laughs> we had inadvertently taken a dolly and then never given it back. So we were using it to prop up the <laughs> fridge. Yes. And so basically... No problems, just solutions. Yeah, just solutions. <laughs> so when it came, came time to strike everything, uh, we just shifted the uh, fridge a little bit on there, put all our supplies on there. And then as soon as like, you know, it was after 10 and like it was basically wrapped up and we had given some beers to some other breweries and, you know, uh, they had given us some beers. Um, we basically just walked out. It did take a little bit longer because the loading area was pretty busy and we had parked quite a ways away. So we basically like sent Rob ahead. <laughs> It was also raining, too. It was also raining, so we sent Rob ahead to get the truck. Um, 
and uh, me and Brendan were walking with it. We met him about basically halfway through the parking lot. I almost drove past you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they we loaded it up sort of thing. And this time we had done the plastic in such a way that it did not disintegrate on the way dra- back, which was very, very good. Excellent. We learned our lesson. There were some minor tears. So in the future, really what we need to do is get a tarp. Yeah. That'll solve that problem altogether. Well, yeah, you can just secure the tarp to the box and then... Then you're good to go. It's all good. And the other solution we need to figure out is a power pack for the fridge. Yes. Because power is outrageously expensive. Yeah, power. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to make a bold statement here. Uh, power for vendors at shows is a friggin' scam. Holy man. For the watts that Although, you use I mean, for the thing. The plugs they ran would be good for four booths. So if you could coordinate with like three other booths around, you'd be reasonable. But they charge you per booth. Which is so <laughs> scummy. Oh, that is scummy. Yeah, and and especially like the power, they don't run it very far. Like the the plugs are built into like because it's it's a presentation, it's a exhibi- exhibition uh, place. So power is built into the walls and the floor and various <laughs> like various spots that it doesn't take much for them to run a cord to that spot and then you yeah, know, a couple of cables thing. and flip a breaker. But it cost us almost $500 between the two shows to run power for a fridge for about 48 hours. Well, for four days. Okay, so... Two, two days at Yeah, two, two, two days. But it's the... Like, because we plugged in the night before and then we plugged out the next night, essentially. Or no, the, the no. early afternoon. So, like, maybe, no, 28, 32 hours per, uh, per location. Yeah. But, like, the fact that, like, that... That hurts, especially, like... So... Like, We'll we'll find the solution for it. Look 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 for it at the next festival we're at. We'll yeah, have something. Yeah, ba- battery pack and a uh, double flying bird to, uh, to oh. the, the event the event people. <laughs> You're not getting my money this time. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, the festivals were a great time. We do them again. Yes, absolutely, oh, absolutely. Yeah, sure. No, just like uh, talking to people and having people like. Oh, like I like how many times did I have a person come up and be like, "Oh, I'm trying ambers today" or something like that, and I was like, "Well, try my amber. You know, it's a smash, uh, smash amber. Hopefully, you like it." And like just seeing their eyes light up and going like, "Oh, that's really good. Where can I get it?" It's like, "Oh, that this list of locations. Please go get it." Yeah. Um, or converting a few people. Um, again, people who, who like didn't like stouts for the dark humor, and just saying to them, "Well, here, like here, take a tiny sip. Tell me what you think," sort of thing. Yeah. And them going. Oh, that's really good. Uh, maybe I'll actually have like a, a an actual serving now. It's like absolutely. Here you go. Like that face to face interaction was very very important, and I think went really really well for us. Agreed. Absolutely, yep. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Great times. Look for us at the next festivals next year. Um, yeah. So well, we might even be at Jasper. Oh yes, yes. Jasper Which in is February. What, what is that? Yes. February. Yeah. Yeah. Jasper. Uh, we're in February. gonna we're gonna try to get there. We'll see. That one's. Uh, it might be a little bit more exclusive, but so. uh, hopefully, hopefully we make the cut. Yeah, and then if not, then definitely we'll be May, June in Calgary, and June, July in Edmonton again. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. So they're going back to the regular schedules next year, right? Yeah. So we're back to because things are slowly going back to normal. Get that nice Very summertime, slow. summertime beer fest instead of these wintertime ones. <laughs> we'll bring more missing piece for the people who want to drink oh, the blonde in the warm yeah. weather. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else we got to cover here today, guys? Um, no, only that these beers we got from Joel were pretty tasty. What do you think of that sour? 
The Zamba Sour. I, I actually liked it. Like, you made a Zamba beer previously, which is very good. And this yeah, one Zamba just kind smash. of expresses. Yeah. And again, it's not... Blackberry smoke. It, it's not overly soured, right? Like, it's... Yeah, like, it's a nice, light tartness to it. But it's yeah. got, like... And the Zamba is a very juicy hop. It's... Uh, it's very, very good. So again, Joel, sorry. Great I'm the beer. first one to try the blackberry smoothie sour, and um, I don't want to share it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you have That's to. That's why I'm making him pour me some now. Yeah. Even. <laughs> Actually, let's give Joel one last review on this, this uh, blackberry smoothie sour. One, so I don't know if you want the rest of it. Sure. Yeah. Well, there you go, Joel. That's uh, high praise from Brendan. That is high praise. Ooh, that's... ooh. Mm. It smells really awesome. <laughs> no, it smells awesome, but the uh, the fruit flavor in it is great. I was excited this, for the Zamba this... one because I, <laughs> I really like that Zamba hop. It's got a nice tangerine flavor and stuff to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this blackberry smoothie sour you made is uh, holy shit. So I'm assuming it has lactose or something. Hey, Joel, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once we're up and running, we'll hire you as a we'll, brewer. We'll, we'll come talk. out. We'll talk. <laughs> I'm in Brendan's little hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he can never come out and do test batches on our pilot system. Let's put it that way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, he's he's getting a, himself lifetime access with the yeah, he's giving us. <laughs> oh, Brendan, Brendan just rolled his, his eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're doing these in person now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, as, the, a, as a complete aside, like all podcast brewing and all that stuff side has mm-hmm. anybody else gotten more awkward with dealing with people in person over the last year i i've worked the last year with people no, face yeah, to face. yeah so you've like, been working face to face i've done too many like both phone call meetings mm-hmm. and i know that it's going to cause me a lot of problems next year when things are back on <laughs> and i have to you know not roll my eyes yeah <laughs> Fine in a group like this, a little bit different when you've got your boss's boss's boss asking you a question. <laughs> yeah, you might have to retrain a little bit yeah. there. We've done a lot of video conferencing, so it's more of like you learn how to keep a straight face on those. Yeah, uh, but I have country internet, which doesn't afford the bandwidth for video conferencing. Ah, that life is hack. True. <laughs> life hack. Be in this the boonies. Like, <laughs> damn it! This is why I shouldn't have fiber internet. Right? <laughs> oh, I wish I had fiber internet. <laughs> anyway, that tangent. Yeah, anyway, that topic, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, Brendan, where can uh, people message us if they have uh, comments about our comments about Beer Fest? Ooh, this is a tough quiz. Yes. <laughs> uh, they can reach us by email at noproblems at solutionsbrewing.com. I'm looking for Rob for confirmation. No problems at solutionsbrewing.com. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can reach us on the socials uh, at solutionsbrewingco. Yes, and actually that CO at the end is very important because apparently there is a solutions brewing that it, that exists. That is not us. So you, you want have to solutions co. brewing co. 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 Yeah. co. The and CO is important. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, until uh, next time when we will be talking about something else and on our continuing quest to, you know, what it takes to open up a uh, successful brewing company in this province. We'll get there one day. <laughs> what is that solution? Some, We're we getting closer. Some, yeah, we might have some more information on Le- that. Legit, soon. actually, yeah. And until next time. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Cue music for Fado. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sorry about the last episode. <laughs> <laughs>